0: Sports fans, Welcome to another edition of the TMG podcast, not a broadcast, a podcast. Uh, those are different. This is Chris Dufresne of TMG. Happy to be back. This is our third podcast of the 2018 season. Before we get started, we always want to thank our sponsor, APBA, APA, our friends at APA. Uh, for 60 years, APA has been the unchallenged king of quality sports, simulation products, and uh we've talked about it every week on the show it's a kind of simulated uh card game with dice and you uh the, the players become the managers and the players and it's been around since blau was a little baby boy in uh <laughs> not not situate but in new jersey oh west jersey. Or- west orange where what part of jersey westwood 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 yes oh i thought is that near west orange no Okay, but Jersey is a pretty small state, so everything yeah, right. is, is close together. All right, for all the information on Appa Games, uh, we won't uh, uh, b- we'll spare Blau doing the testimonial this week, and just tell our uh, listeners to go to AppaGames.com. You'll find out. That, you know, it's not just baseball. They're prim- primarily known for baseball, but they have a college, uh, football, and NFL, and all sorts of stuff. And uh, we've given Herb three months to figure out how to the uh, the, NFL, the the college game that you were sent, or is it the NFL? I keep I keep forgetting that Herb.
1: I am I'm I'm still working on it. Uh, <laughs> actually, I've got the Big Ten cards. The Big Ten card. That's it. And I've got um, four pro teams. I got four pro teams. the Eagles, the Patriots, Alabama, and Georgia. Oh wow! So there, I think it was actually the four championship. Oh, okay. from last year, and uh, I can attest to the detail and into you know it's really gets right down to the the right guard and the left tackle. We got it all in there.
0: Well, all right. Well, that sounds exciting. Let's get to... we got a little more desk clearing here. We'll, we'll, we will give a shout out uh, to to Herb Gould's new book, uh, uh, "The Run Don't Count," and uh, he's got an excerpt on our website. It's a really good book, Herb, uh, and I enjoyed it. It's a historical novel about the 1908 Chicago Cubs, Tinker to Evers to Chance, and uh, I, I, really enjoyable. Um, so if if uh, if you got an extra, what are you what are you charging for that? Like fifty nine dollars? No, actually, uh, <laughs> 1908.
1: No, no. no, no. <laughs> 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 That's a, that's that's ingenious. Yeah, and the uh, actually the, the uh, Kindle book is only nine oh eight. Oh, I like oh, the way, I like I like the way
0: you're thinking. Uh, there's another book out there, I, and we had two reviews this week on our website. The other book is Jeff Perlman's uh, book on the USFL, which is which is wonderful, and of course, I that's a, that's a personal subject to me. That's that's sort of where I, I cut my teeth at the LA Times thirty something years ago. But there were a lot of college, you know, Steve Spurrier. Coach Spurrier, Mr. Tony, uh, was, a, was a coach of the uh, Tampa Bay Bandits. And even then, I knew that Coach Spurrier was going to be something different because uh, he was already uh, very innovative, even back then. And I'll never forget, against uh, the Memphis Showboats, coached by Pepper Rogers, <laughs> one game where Spurrier's Tampa team um did an onside kick on the opening kickoff, recovered, got, uh, scored a touchdown, then did an onside kick again against Pepper Rodgers. So <laughs> people in yeah. the people in the SEC would would see that kind of stuff. But uh we'll call some ball plays, that's all We do. We're just we're we'll just play little
2: bandit ball. That's what we do. That's
0: you're just tr- right. tr- we're just trying to win a ball game, you know? You know? You want to you know you got got to stop that onside kick, you you don't want to stop doing it.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, let's, Toward the blitz, very briefly, <laughs> oh. uh when Marv Levy was their coach, right before he went to shuffled off to Buffalo for Super Bowl frustrations.
0: Oh, oh yes, uh, Marv Levy. I mean, there were so many big names um, uh, and many big college stars, including uh, Herschel Walker. Again, Tony, I was I saw Herschel Walker's first game with the New Jersey Generals. In, Mar- in March of 1983 at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum um, the oddity of that game was that a back from Montana State named Tony Bodie who, who, who you, nobody will ever remember uh, outgained Herschel Walker in that in the inaugural USFL game um, these and other tidbits if you want to uh, you know text me privately we can we can we could we could we 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 do a whole show on the USFL but we're not going to do it um, move, moving on to college football, very interesting first weekend as we thought it might be. A lot of blowouts, uh, some close games, some, some pretenders, um, some surprises. Uh, Bl- Mark Blouchen, you did a, uh, uh, a story on uh, preseason polls this week about how fraudulent they are and that, that we shouldn't even have them. And I guess uh, this weekend kind of proved your point.
3: Oh, absolutely! So, I mean, Miami, Florida State. You know, I mean, even Michigan State. I take you know. I'm Embarrassed to say, I mean, you know, we don't know who's good until they like, play one or two games, at the very least.
0: Penn State. Oh, we were joking. We were joking last week about uh, Appalachian playing a Big <laughs> Ten team. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> who? Who
1: knew? No, no,
0: nobody in the Big
2: Ten is going to ever schedule Appalachian State again. No kidding.
1: kidding.
0: Um, uh, I, I here, Tony, I'm going to stay. I, my biggest, my surprise, I think the team I was impressed with most this weekend, and there were a lot to consider, but, uh, the, uh, the, the coach, the fighting coach Ogeron's LSU Tigers uh, and coach O was, was thought to be on the hot seat this year and, uh, uh, pretty, pretty good debut for, for a guy, uh, uh, on the struggle and uh, you know, the SEC in general, but but Coach O had a had a had a huge week. Well, it, it gets him off the hot seat for two weeks.
2: Okay, they got, <laughs> they, got, they got they got a game they got a, they got a This would go to all next week. I was very surprised with the way that LSU play, how, how well they played. I was very surprised with how awful Miami was. Yeah, sorry, block. Yeah, uh, and, and it, it's just it, listen. There were so many questions about LSU. We knew the defense was going to be good, and they are. Uh, We didn't know about Joe Burrow, the quarterback. I thought he didn't put up great numbers, but he was in control. They found themselves a running back, which we didn't know if they had. And now, you know, we'll see. Still, all of a sudden, we knew the SEC West was going to be good again. But you look at LSU, and you look at Texas A&M, and you look at the way that Ole Miss played against Texas Tech, all of a sudden the SEC West, Auburn, knocks off Washington, the SEC West is going to be a bear.
0: Yeah, and uh, we thought they were going to be good, but we also thought maybe the Big Ten East was going to challenge, but the Big Ten East, Herb, uh, did not live up to expectations
1: in the first weekend. But, you know, it's early, but uh, would would you not agree? They really didn't. uh, You know, Michigan State and Penn State both barely, barely escaped. I mean, they they needed some really good bounces in the final minutes. And and then Michigan really was never in it at, at Notre Dame. I mean, they, they got smacked in the mouth right at the beginning. Uh, you know, all three of those teams, you know, look like they're really, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, one game is, does not make a season, but those are not good performances. And, and I agree totally. I mean, the SEC West is now uh, the unchallenged worldwide leader in uh, divisions in America.
0: That sounds like an advertisement for APA. I just read that. The unchallenged leader of on-field performances. And, yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, You know, and and as predictions go, I jokingly uh, said the Pac-12 could be out of the uh, race by uh, September 1st. And, uh, you know, it it, it could be true. Washington played a very very tough, uh, physical, competitive game against Auburn. But once again... Uh, you know, couldn't close the deal in, in, a big marquee game, uh, three shots in, in the red zone in the second half pres- produced, uh, miss field goal, fumble clank field goal off the right upright. Um, and then, you know, Auburn went ahead, to went down the field and won the game. Uh, it's not over for Washington. They have to, you know, their, their, their margin of error now is very, very slim. Uh, the rest of the league was just okay. Uh, major disappointments for the debuts of Chip Kelly and uh Kevin Sumlin. Uh, yeah. You know, the Sumlin the Sumlin game was a was a mystery because he's got a Heisman trophy candidate and uh Khalil uh, Tate and all, apparently he's trying to turn him in, the greatest uh rushing quarterback from 2017 into a pocket passer uh and uh and and, and they got whipped by BYU at home. Not a good look. Uh, most, I think, maybe the most shocking result for me of the of the weekend. One of them was uh, the Lane Kiffin's <laughs> going to Oklahoma and and being down forty two nothing at halftime. Uh, wow, I mean, if if Lane did that at USC, there would be a you know a, a traveling party waiting for him at the airport. I mean, that's how he got fired at USC. Uh, that's not going to happen at FAU, but. Anybody else just stunned by that result? I I I, I sort of got the feeling that the,
2: the the folks at Oklahoma got tired of listening how the brilliance of Lane Kiffin was going to help keep it close. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think Lincoln Riley said you know all right enough of this. Powell or Murray, take the ball. Let's go. Yep. I I was very surprised at how how they just they simply were not competitive, uh, particularly with Oklahoma with a new quarterback.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that new quarterback open eyes, too. Uh, you know, a very big statement by Oklahoma, especially when you combine the uh the flip of the coin statement by Texas. I really thought Texas would be you know better this year and that just looked like a real mess there when you lose it to a Maryland team. Admittedly they turned the depth of that young player in uh practice in tune into or or, or training. Into a pre fade, but still, Texas really looks like they're going to have a, a lot of trouble if they don't write that shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, to Tom Herman,
0: uh, is seven and seven now. I don't, I don't, I remember, uh, Texas had a good coach, I think, named Mac Brown. I'm not sure, uh, you know, a few, only a few years ago. Uh, what they've done since Mac Brown. Now you can blame uh you know some of it on Mac not recruiting as well late, but what's your what's their excuse now is is the question and i don't, I don't think there is one, so we'll we'll follow that story uh want to get into a couple you know kind of things that are going on in the world we live in uh twitter sphere um you know we had two announcers this week get in trouble uh for for tweets um you know, one was Mark Jones, uh, who was part of the the ESPN coverage last year at a Washington game, where they brought out the cupcakes and talked about Washington's schedule, and and sort of made fun of Washington, which was interesting given that ESPN is a is a broadcast partner um, with the Pac-12, and I the Washington and the Pac-12 were not happy, uh, but but Mark Jones again this week after Washington lost uh tweeted something out. He said, you know, bring on Montana or something like that, which was, you know, interesting. This is, these are the times we live. Uh, Mark Jones has, has now been told that he will not do any more uh, Pac-12 games at Washington. Um, meanwhile, in Michigan, Braylon Edwards, another Michigan alum, was has been suspended by the Big Ten Network for... And I, I I sort of agree with Harbaugh on this one in that Braylon Edwards went after Michigan players, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't like that. And 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 Harbaugh said, you know, uh, come at me, which I, I agree. But what what's going on
1: with with with? I, I see. also dropped the F bomb in there, and he, I mean that's just. I guess he admitted to having had a few cocktails, but. You know, <laughs> There's just no excuse for that. You know, you can you can be critical without being over the top. and, and you know, that it really was. I mean that was that was uncalled for and uh Yeah unnecessary.
2: Well, first of all, guys, if you work for a media organization, you you don't you don't go out and criticize your your former team. I mean you you don't Get personal with the players. You do it within the context of your, you know, prof- professional. <laughs> do it, but you don't. You don't personalize this stuff. It is you right. Can't do that. You yeah, can, you I mean, can that, that happened them. years ago. Somebody who was a, uh, I can't remember the guy from Miami. He was doing, he was doing a Miami game, and it went nuts when a fight broke out, and it, it just. And he was saying, Yeah, yeah, that's what they deserve, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah. And like the next Monday I I can't remember the guy's name. But but the point is you can't get emotionally involved. Like and that, that risk you're going you, uh players that they'll get emotionally involved with the team and they can't just can't do that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um you know, a lot of this isn't emotional and when you when you have when you have alums that are part of the broadcast team this is this is what's going to happen, um, Mark Blouchin. Uh, this is my this is my philosophy, and you and and you know you covered the NFL like I did, and yeah. college. When I, when I covered the NFL, the players were fair game because they were professionals. Um, they they made a lot of money in college. I really really back off criticizing players individually, um, and I'll criticize the coach because I mean they're the they're making ten million dollars a year. Um, and I, I don't like, I mean, you, you, look, if somebody fumbles or somebody is a, a you know goof-off or whatever, but uh, in general, I'm not going to call players scared or weak or, uh, you know, uh, you agree with this philosophy?
3: Oh, I, I agree, and I've always uh, followed that philosophy. I mean, I never criticize a, a player in all the years I've done it, unless you see something so outrageous, like last year with Baker Mayfield, you know, grabbing yeah. his, I mean, again, there's certain acts that, you have to comment on it and just I mean you don't have to rip them apart, but you say that's not what we should be doing. But well, I think the announcers, uh, again, like everything else, I think they want to become part of the story rather than cover mm-hmm. the story. So they got to you know inject their own personality, especially if the game is not going to where they want it to go. So so and, and their alumni or fans, well they may, they try and become the story, and sometimes you get in trouble that way. And that happened yeah. at least a couple of times as we saw this weekend. Yeah,
0: Her, Herbie Herbie hit on it. The combination. Of Twitter and a few cocktails is is, is <laughs> Danger- are the the <laughs> most da- most dangerous words in sports right now. <laughs> could, could be lethal. I tell I tell kids all the time, and I mean, when I speak, and Tony, you probably uh, face this too when you're talking to journalism students or any any of us that have spoken. And I tell them, watch what you tweet. I mean, tw- the Twitter has become the new career killer. Uh, you can you can end your career in uh you know in 10 seconds right now uh sure. on twitter and uh and in in you know be warned um the other kind of offshoot of of you know non-related not football activity related things it was was our you know coach Saban, the greatest coach <laughs> in the history of college football arguably now yelling at poor maria taylor on the sidelines after she asked a leg- legitimate question about his quarterbacks um you know uh, again so far this season what we we, what we've seen from coaches it's been like an apology tour coaches do something um and then they 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 write statements or release statements afterwards tony i'm going to go to you on this because you're probably the closest with nick saban what do you make of what happened um and uh will it have any repercussions on him
2: uh, well, let me ask the second part first. Yeah, it's it, it's not gonna repercussions on him, but he got beat up. He got beat up in the press pretty bad over here, which he should have been. It's uh, to- totally uncalled for. Maria's question. Uh, now, full disclosure: I've known Maria Taylor since she was an athlete at Georgia.
0: Yeah, so, it's personal to you. Her yeah. and,
2: and think a whole lot of her. Uh, but the fact the fact of the matter is, and I said this last. I spoke to a group in Orlando last night. You know some guy raised the issue well he he's been asked that question a million times. Nope, that was the first time he was asked the question, Coach, you just saw your two quarterbacks play. What do you think right that was that that was not the question that had been asked a million times over the summer, so that's number one number two, I've known Sabin long enough to tell you this no that you know, he was he was well there were two things going on one, he was incredibly mad about how they they ended the game on a sloppy note. a game they had, they had dominated. Uh, a stupid personal foul penalty, kept the drive alive, and, and they scored. And it, somebody and a, a guy, Alabama player, got hurt on the drive. So, first of all, he was livid about that. And so when the question came, I can tell you what he was thinking. He was thinking, I'm not going to sit here, stand here on national television, and say that Jalen Hurts is my number two quarterback. I'm not, even though that's true, and God and everybody saw it, I'm not going to say that because he. I, I will tell you he really cares about that kid and was protecting him. Having said all that, 100% wrong. He overreacted, went way over the top, and he he called Rio the next day and apologized So everybody's a pro. Everybody's professional. You go. Everybody just go do their job.
0: Um, I think I think what's Nick Saban needs. Nick Saban needs a 10 minute cooling off period. He's the worst guy. He's the worst guy to put on the air right after a game because, like you said, he's, full, he's nobody knows what's going on in his mind. But you're right. He was he was mad about he, he you know. And this is you could criticize him for this, but this is also what makes him great. They you know that they 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 were they looked great, terrific in that game. But he was worried about you know sloppiness. That I guess is going to might creep into the Arkansas State game this week. But this is who he is, uh, Blau or uh, Herbie. Do you have? Uh, any problem with the uh, you know uh, with what Saban did, other than you know uh, it just this is just who he is.
3: That's that's who he is, and 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 to tell you the truth is, I mean, I, you know, I I don't buy you know Herbie brought up the thing, or uh, Tony brought up the the thing that you know from one of the boosters down in Orlando. He gets asked that question all the time. Well, guess what? There was a coach named Bobby Bowden, who would h- hear the same question fifteen times in an hour, and every answer was not only. Pleasant, but it was different. I mean, he had the ability to to just, in his mind, you know know what what our job was, and, and also get information and, and not offend anyone. I mean, Nick, yeah. said, like Nick, like Tony said, that was the bad, worst time to get Nick right after the game like that, where they didn't meet his standards. But again, he, I mean, he he apologized pretty quickly, and he realized that he made a mistake, and I'll just move on. Herb,
2: there, there's one, there's okay. one other. There's one issue that I meant to bring up on this, and this, and this is what I told the guy last night. Cause the guy who asked me the question last night was sticking up for Saban, and you know the media shouldn't be asking all those questions. I said that. I, I said, hang on, hang on, Sparky. Uh, here, here's the deal. It's that first of all, at the end of the day, I don't care what's going on. The head football coach at the University of Alabama. I don't care if he's the greatest football coach of all time, which he he is. He doesn't get to say what questions I can ask and what questions I can't ask. Okay? He can choose not to answer any questions. He, he can choose to say my question is stupid. But we don't – coaches can't control what we ask as reporters. And the, the guy really didn't like that answer. Yeah, I
0: bet. Her, her. But,
2: that, that, but that, ultimately that's the thing is the, the idea that a coach can say, don't ask me that question. No,
1: coach, I'm going to ask you that question. whether herb. Go ahead, Herb. I was going to say the other thing. I, I would think that, and you know, Tony would probably know better than me, but I, I think that Nick Saban is so in control of every aspect of his life and his team's life. I would think that in his own mind, he would say, "I shouldn't have blown my cool there." and felt like he made an undisciplined move. I mean, there's a way to there's a way to pass off that question, uh, you know, dismiss that question, but do it with a smile. You know, to lose your cool against Maria was not Alabama-like from what I've seen. I mean, I know that he gets testy at times with questions, but that was not a question that he needed to get testy on, especially, you know, the the, the way it was asked. And I think Tony's right. It was just in the heat of the moment after game. And, and, you know, I miss that, that we don't get to see these guys in the heat of the moment after a game the way we used to because uh, we don't get candid answers. And, and this is why you can't do that because – it's all captured on, on video, and, and it becomes an imbroglio. I mean, I would think that Nick Saban sitting there saying, if I would have just handled that better, uh, the TMG podcast wouldn't be talking about it four days later. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think he cares about
0: that much. But to, getting back to Tony's point, you know, he, he didn't con- Nick Saban controlled, we control the questions, but he controls the answer. And the answer right. to that question, it was not a pointed question it was not an, it was not an angry question um the answer to that was what he said monday you know i love both these guys uh they both played well uh, you know he tur- he's the one that turned it into a um a situation and that's you know he should not be doing that at this stage of his career but he can't help himself uh, he can't help himself within 5 mi- minutes of the of the final gun um uh, i think he he is capable of uh, uh I, I don't you know I don't think in the least that he's a bad guy or uh, he's just, but he sometimes acts like that on a public stage. And unfortunately this is what the majority of people see because it's on national TV. A lot more people saw that than saw his apology or his, uh, you know, his contrition. So, but at, you know, at this point, Nick can probably do anything he wants to do, but uh, you know, I don't think uh, he needs to, I don't think he, I think we all agree he doesn't need to do that. So yep um moving on uh let's see uh mark I'm gonna let you tackle this one Jersey guy urban Meyer is our is back to work this week um yep uh, TMG newsmaker of the week he, he can't coach for two more games but he certainly is back in full control behind the curtain and uh um uh, you don't you don't like this do you
3: no, I mean, it's, 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 it's a joke. Everyone said it was a joke that when, the, when the penalty was handled down. And, but the, the problem with, with, with Urban is, is it was all over, and everyone and was going to go to bed, and then Friday he, he, he can't help himself again. He tweets it and he reopens it and, 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 and makes more accusations and said he wasn't lying. What, I, I'm baffled by that mentality. I mean, you, we, you all know him, and, and I, I kinda, even for Urban, that's, that's kind of like, what are you doing? Just let it go.
2: Well, he's clearly listening to anybody, okay? <laughs> because he listened to anybody. We all know the people that work over at Ohio State. There was somebody saying, "Coach, you don't. Coach, just shut up. Yes, okay? just you got you got a job. You're going to be on. You're going to you coming back in two more games. Just shut up. Yeah,
1: yeah that, that was a really good piece, Blau, and, and I would. Uh, advise any of our listeners to to look that up if you haven't read it, because when you see the, I mean this this is an ex, a suspension that is sort of a quasi suspension when the oh. guy can work all week. I mean that 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 was really well laid out. I I didn't I guess I didn't real I didn't hadn't thought about it. Didn't realize the extent of of his involvement even though he's suspended. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, he's
3: coaching uh, the team and he, and he gets Saturdays off. Okay, <laughs>
0: <Great>. <laughs> I know a lot of coaches that might want not, not want to see their team on Saturday, but he's not right. you know the, the the thing is 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 the, the the team he's coming back to looks pretty good uh Ohio yeah. State i mean they mangled uh, oregon state we all knew they would but uh you know he, in in a couple weeks if if they can get by t c u without him um you know and even if they lose that game with it, when he's not the coach they're they're forced to be reckoned with it look like it looks like um uh this this year uh you know, I'm going to get back to a little bit. I was at the uh, Chip Kelly opener, uh, UCLA's debut. Uh, I think a lot of Bruin fans, you know, kind of sat there with their jaws in their lap because uh, what I saw for you know this just UCLA team looked nothing like a Chip Kelly Oregon team in any way, shape, or form. Um, they didn't. E- they don't even have. You remember when in the, in the old, the early days with the the, the sideline cards where they had all the funny faces and, and the ESPN announcers? They don't use flip cards anymore, at least uh, UCLA didn't on Saturday. Uh, they were not really up tempo. They were not really, uh, there was nothing that distinguished them as a Chip Kelly team. Um, and guess what? They lost to Cincinnati. Now Chip goes to Oklahoma this week. Um, were you guys as surprised as I was? Is that that uh, first? I mean, everyone thought UCLA was going to win, but uh, I, you know, and Chip, I, this is going to take time. I guess, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, anybody, Blau or Tony, anybody?
3: I, I, you know, we we talked about this last week, and, and, and what I think is know, this is it's no definitive proof yet, but I think the rest of college football has caught up with Chip Kelly. And when, he, when he did it eight years ago, and that was all new and innovative, and, and everyone was going, what is that about? And now more teams than not are playing that style of uh, football, and unless he has the talent, and he won't probably get the talent at UCLA, maybe they will catch up, but I don't think he's going to be special anymore. I think he's going to be a, a face in the crowd, and they might be good, uh, you know. What, but a good is what, what is good at UCLA anymore. Is it eight wins? Is it nine wins? I'm, I'm not quite sure if they're going to turn into a Southern Cal or, or even a Washington, in terms of getting double-digit wins. Now. I mean, the system might have caught up with him, and and he's got to come up with something different.
1: Yeah, I, I think that you know the the Chip Kelly that we saw at Oregon, kind of you know a wonderful situation fell into his lap there. I mean, but he's undoubtedly a great football mind, but he had players and and he had the right mentality of the players. And that's not to say they won't get I, – I, I'm not ready to say that he's not going to get done at UCLA, but he's going to need to to roll up his sleeves and, and recruit and, and cultivate, you know, a whole program in a way that he did not have to do when he was uh, a wonder at Oregon. Yeah. I
0: think when he when he started Wilton Spate, who did not last the first half, by the way, and, and Herb, we, you saw a lot of uh, uh, Wilton at, at Michigan, that was kind of concession that this team is not ready to be – unleashed on, on the general public and, uh, uh, and he had to play the true freshman, uh, kind of the dual threat kid who was going to be really good. But it, you know, uh, it, that's the question now, has the world caught up to chip? Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people would say it has, uh, so anyway, let's, let's move on and, and, and wrap, start wrapping this up. Weekend games got an, another, uh, Big weekend this weekend, Tony. Let's go around. We'll go around the horn, Tony. What the, uh, what interests you uh, in, in down south uh, this weekend? There, there are really two that 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 catch my eye.
2: Georgia's going to South Carolina, and guys, yep. everybody. Georgia's like a double digit favorite, right around ten points. But I'm telling you, I've been watching this game for a lot of years. Georgia is one in three in its last four trips to Williams-Brice Stadium. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and the one that they won had to be played on Sunday because of Hurricane Matthew, I guess it was. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of good Georgia teams go up there and either lose or struggle. And so and, and that that that's gonna be interesting. Keep an eye on Florida, uh, Kentucky game at Gainesville. You will recall last year Kentucky had a, four, a thirteen point lead and blew their mind. Uh, <laughs> When they didn't cover the wide receiver, not once, but twice. Florida won game, and they have now won 31 straight against the Wildcats. (laughs) We'll have the streak this weekend. And on a side note, uh, Mississippi State, Joe Moore, a nice debut. They are going to Manhattan, Kansas to play the fighting Bill Snyders. That's going to
0: be an interesting trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's the AD that made that game? And he should be fired immediately. Uh, not... uh, yes. <laughs> uh, uh uh Herbie, I got I got a game for you in the Big Ten. And and and, uh, and it's kind of a watch a game. And, and as we look forward to our Friday picks, I, I haven't even seen the line on this, but Fresno at Minnesota. Watch out for my fight in the, the Jeff Tedfords. Uh, Fresno is pretty good. They put us. You know they played Idaho, but they put a seventy something on Idaho last week. Um, uh, what's what game? What are there any? Oh, Michigan State's at Arizona State. Is is
1: are those? Am I missing you know, something? I was going to say is that it really it, there there might not be a less interesting week of yeah. games, and this week uh, when we're talking about you know Michigan State and Arizona State, um, because Michigan State didn't play well the other day. Uh, yeah. And Penn State at Pitt might be the, you know, the most you know attention grabbing game. But both of those games are because those teams didn't play well last week. I mean, if they played well, we wouldn't be talking about them. Yep. Uh, there really isn't anything that that really uh, lights the needle, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Fresno, Minnesota, good good point. Iowa State at Iowa, I, I don't see that one as being any competitive thing either. If Iowa, they they came out of the gates really well. I thought. I thought Northern Illinois would would give yeah. them more game than they did. I mean, Northern Illinois hung around for a while, but nothing great. Um, you know, they're just. I just wonder. You know, Rutgers getting thirty five at Ohio State.
0: All the, all that, oh,
1: that old yeah, it's a slow week in the Big Ten, no doubt. Well, based
0: on what I've seen of Ohio State, I mean, I would take the. You know, I would take that through the thirty-five right now. They look like they look like they're pretty good. Um, Blow, uh, you know, I think we're all waiting. The Holy Cross at BC. This is a game that we've been waiting for for months. Uh,
3: that's nice Yeah, eighty-one. They've played eighty-one times, and you know. And, and, and I think BC's won seventy-nine of them. So, but, um, but the game, the game that that I'm, that I'm really looking forward to, with great interest is is Clemson and A and M for a variety of reasons. Obviously, yeah, Jimbo yeah. versus dabble, you know, but, but again, this is, this is Clemson has the better team. I don't think, I think Clemson will win the game, but again, Clemson is sometimes stubs its toes. And this is, this is a big game for Jimbo are playing in college station. The atmosphere game day is going to be there. Everyone's going to be there. I mean, this will be, this will be a great payback game for you. know. And, and if a and wins that game, talk about the SEC West. Guess what? There's another, there's another team that no one thought figure would be around. They, wow. they could be a, a factor too. So I think that's going to be a great atmosphere and a great side in that game.
0: Tony, Tony, this, this quarterback situation at Clemson, how is this going to play out? Is this going to be like an Alabama situation? Because that backup looks pretty good, uh, Lawrence. Uh, is he going to be challenged, uh, Bryant, by week four or five? Are we going to have a different quarterback, at, starting quarterback at Clemson, or what do you think? What well, yeah, I, I thought it would be uh, Trevor Lawrence
2: of Cartersville, Georgia. That's right. Number one or number two. High school back in the country, uh, along with Justin Fields, a kid, Georgia, uh, incredibly talented. I thought I thought they 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 knew they were going to play him, but I I, I think they want to save him for when they need a spark. And but honestly, after what I saw of the ACC this weekend, I don't know if Clemson's going to need a spark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, until they play Virginia Tech for the ACC championship. Yeah. Uh, but well, Lawrence, Lawrence is incredibly talented, and but Dabo is very loyal to Kelly Brownie. You know, all he did was win an ACC championship and get to the playoffs last year. So,
0: well, I think what he can do is wait till the, the halftime of the championship game and then put in the other guy and win the win the title. That's worked before.
2: Well, <laughs> he, you know, here's the bottom line: both at Georgia and Clemson, who have, who have these two great freshmen. They just think like they're they, they difference makers and they can win a lot of games with the other guy, but at some point they're going to need somebody special to help them get, get over the top. And it,
0: we're going to be following these stories all year. It's going to be real interesting. Right. Out west, we're looking at uh, – here's the problem with the Pac-12. Washington's already lost. And I think the three best teams might be Washington, USC, and Stanford. Stanford was very impressive. Uh, without Bryce getting, they got 29 yards rushing from Bryce Love and, and blew out a, a, San, a good San Diego State team. Problem with the Pac 12 is USC's playing Stanford this week. So two of the best three teams in the league are going to have one loss after Saturday. Um, and that's, that's a bad prescription this early uh, in the college football playoff race. Uh, and then the other game I'm looking at, just kind of a, you know, I would say ambulance chaser, but UCLA at Oklahoma. Uh, you know, that could be, uh, Florida Atlantic, you know, this could, that could be another 42 at the half, uh, kind of situation unless UCLA is better than I think they are. And uh, right now I'm not sure they are. So, uh, we missing anything. Oh, uh, Colorado, uh, Scott Frost will, will make his deb- debut. Finally. Uh, he got, uh, weathered out last week, but Colorado is at Nebraska, uh, that's an old Big Twelve North Division game from back, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, Scott Frost will finally debut. We hope weather permitting. Uh, weather and, uh, permitting. And Blau. Uh, I, I, I want to like,
3: go. Out, I want to go out on a limb after after last weekend. I'm going to guarantee that Miami and Florida State both win their games this weekend.
0: Savannah, who's Florida State playing? Now, Savannah. Savannah.
3: Savannah State and Sanford. not Stanford. Oh, Sanford.
0: Sanford and Sun. There we go.
3: Well, uh, so, but that was that was one of the worst performances I've seen from either of those teams last week. Oh, I'm glad we didn't talk about it very much because I'm well, still embarrassed by Miami. And Florida well, State was even worse. Well, just don't and,
2: yeah. think, think about this. Florida State was they were they were they were geeked up, man. First game, Willie Taggart area era. Uh, national TV on Labor Day night. Bobby Bowden's in the house. They brought Mickey Andrews back to be it. Willie Taggart and his wife gave a million dollars to the fundraiser yeah. of the university, and then the game started.
0: Whoa! The uh, the folks Needle. the folks in Eugene, Oregon, were have never been bigger Hokie, Virginia Tech uh, Hokie fans. Uh, after Taggart left them, um, and uh, and when you get beat by a sports writer's nephew. Uh, which, you know, and I don't think people know, but David Jones, our, our colleague, uh, the quarterback for, West, for Virginia Tech is his nephew. John, Mr. Jackson, John Jackson, is that his name? Or I, my yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, Florida State, yeah, that's, that was not a good look uh, for people that, you know, Willie Taggart has been like, the only, you know, that guy's worked for nine ADs and, in, in, you know, about 10 schools in the last, <laughs> last decade. So, um, uh, yeah, we know they will bounce back, but will they bounce back uh, for the entire season? I guess is the question. Anything else for a wrap up? What we missing anything? Um, any any business on the table? Are we good? I think we're good. I think we covered it. I think we got it covered. All right. Well, have a good uh, uh, have a good weekend and get your picks in uh, by by Friday and uh, and uh, and we will reconvene next week at this time. Until then, we're out of here. Adios.